the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What's going on, everybody? Another Al Gattulo Craft Beer cast on AM 970, The Answer. We've got a great show for you tonight. A craft beer guest that's going to be joining me later this hour. And, of course, we've got lots of news and notes to get to. In fact, we're going to do an entire segment on hard seltzer. Seltzer. Hard seltzer? 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 That's the New York uh, Staten Island accent slipping in there. Yeah, hard seltzer. But first, how can you follow me? Very easily on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo. That's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast. Via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. We're also Alexa ready as well. And we are on the Hopped Up Network. Uh, just follow us at go over to the hoppedupnetwork.com. You'll check out my podcast. There's lots of others on there as well. Selling Craft Beer. Selling Craft Beer is a great podcast. I'll tell you why. You want all the information? You get it in about six to 10 minutes. And, uh, you know, it's just a, it's just an, it's just a really good podcast. If you're looking for the information real tight, that's, that's definitely one. Um, uh, to check out. If you're looking for a guy who likes to blab a little bit, well, that would be me. Anyway, coming up in 20 minutes, founder of Switchback Ales, Bill Cherry, will join me. The second annual Flynn on Fire Festival. That's taking place next month in Vermont. We're going to have details on that and so much more. What is the Flynn on Fire Festival? Well, we're going to give you all the details. That's coming up in just about 20 minutes from now. The big beer news from last week and Full disclosure, I had taped the show early because I was off on vacation for a couple of days, so I had taped it like Monday, Tuesday of the week before. Uh, So this news broke a couple of days after that. Um, Anheuser-Busch InBev bought another brewery. Surprisingly, everybody thought that AB InBev was done after they had acquired uh, breweries from across the United States in key strategic areas. But apparently, uh, after a two-year hiatus... Uh, the the last acquisition they made was back in May of 2017 when they they acquired Wicked Weed. Uh, the world's largest beer manufacturer announced the acquisition of Cleveland's Platform Beer Company. Uh, this transaction expected to close sometime in the third quarter. And uh, they spoke to Brewbound Platform did co-founder Paul Benner said the Ohio Craft Brewery began exploring uh, different investment mechanisms about six months ago in an effort to continue the company's upward growth trajectory. Ultimately, Benner said he and co-founder Justin Carson were attracted to the autonomy and independence AB provides the founders in the daily decision-making of its acquired craft brands. Uh, As we became more educated on what that partnership actually looks like, it became more and more clear that this was the best option for us for the short term and the long term as a company. So selling to AB, uh, and this is, again, I I talked about this with Bluepoint, and this is a reason why I think a lot of these breweries sold to AB InBev. Now, some people will say, eh, they sold out. Others will you know, think differently. But here's why. So selling to AB will also provide platform 
with additional resources to upgrade its facilities and provide its employees with additional benefits, such as improved medical, dental, vision, 401k match, and parental leave, and other professional development opportunities. Uh, ben, this uh, Benner said to Brubound, we want to have a place that people love to work. The, these are really important cogs in that, and we've never been able to offer some of those resources, and now we can. So it's interesting. This is part of the, and also uh, Brubound spoke to um, the president of the AB uh, Brewers Collective, uh, Marco or Mika uh, Michaelis, and uh, they asked him if the acquisition of Platform foretells future craft brewery transactions, and Michaelis declined to answer. So the pla- Platform, the company, is going to end its self-distribution business in Ohio, where about 90% of its volume is sold. They're going to join AB's wholesaler network in the state. Uh, the company uh, is ending the self-distribution business. It will not be laying off workers. Um, and AB is going to help Platform complete a pair of expansion projects that are currently underway, a dedicated sour beer facility called the Funkin' Ship, which is slated to open in about three months, and a 10-barrel brewery and tasting room in Pittsburgh, which is expected to open in the first quarter of next year. So, again, here's the thing. I think part of the reason why these breweries sell to AB InBev or to another bigger conglomerate is because as the market is getting bigger and the companies are getting you know more known the beer is getting better from you know a particular brewery whatever it is um they are finding themselves overextended in terms of debt um they want to you know they want the company to continue but they they maybe they can't get the lending from the bank so now here comes AB InBev here comes Miller Coors and they're looking to acquire you and some say, well, I don't ever want to sell out to big beer. That's not what I want to do. That's fine. You want to stay in your small little cog and make a living and, you know, you have 10, 15 employees and everybody's making money and everybody's happy and, and that's great. And I don't begrudge that at all. Um, but there are others that want a little bit more of the piece of the pie or they want to be able to provide their employees with a little peace of mind. Now, again... Could this mean layoffs down the road for some of these breweries? Sure. Absolutely. Big companies like that, they downsize all the time to make sure that everything fits within the budget. But this gives Platform an opportunity to give its employees something that it couldn't give before. And that is important. That was part of the whole thing with Bluepoint. When I I spoke with the owner of Bluepoint three years ago, when he said to me, hey, look, I want to be able to do these things with their capital. I can do it without overextending myself. If there's an economic downturn, I can weather it now with the bigger company where I wouldn't have been able to do so before. So again, I don't regret, and I'm dying to get out to Blue Point's new facility. I have not been there. You know, for me, it's a haul. It's two and a half hours minimum uh, to get out there. That's a lot to drive all the way out there for, you know, for the tasting room and then to drive back. I got to be able to do other things out there. Uh, or otherwise, it's not worth the drive for me. And especially the summertime, it's just crazy to go out to Long Island. But anyway, I digress. Um, this is an important thing for some of these guys. They want to be able to keep the brewery open and moving. And we're seeing breweries closing. Part of the reason why I think we're seeing breweries closing is they overextend themselves. They overextend themselves. They can't pay down the debt. And all of a sudden, they're not making enough beer to keep up with the demand and to be able to pay off uh, their creditors. That's a big deal. That's a difficult thing. We're seeing that with all kinds of things. Just, just uh, my, my son gets this loot crate, right? Every, every month they send the crate 
It has different things from different TV shows and movies and sci-fi and comics and anime and all kinds of stuff, right? He loves it. The company this past week filed for bankruptcy. They couldn't keep up. We haven't gotten a crate in about a month and a half because they're, they're you know, they, they, they can't pay their creditors, so they can't get their stuff out. So now they got an infusion from an investor for about $10 million. I, I'm probably going to give up the service because, not that my son has outgrown it, but it's becoming pricey now. And I want to cut back on things that I'm spending. You know, not because I think that there's going to be an economic downturn, but, you know, you got to pay attention to some of these things. It's important. I don't begrudge Platform for doing it. You don't want to drink their beer anymore because they're AB InBev? That's your right. There are plenty of other local breweries out there that you should be supporting that make great beer uh, in the states of New York and New Jersey and elsewhere across this great country of ours. All I'm saying is I understand the reasons why some of these breweries do it. Kudos to Platform. Good luck to them. And uh, hopefully uh, nobody loses their job over the next couple of years uh, due to attrition or anything else. As we continue on here in our... Uh, news and notes segment here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Mother Earth, uh, is announcing the annual release of one of their more popular brands, Primordial Imperial IPA. It's in every August release that dates back to April of 2011. Uh, in original uh, 22-ounce bombers, they are now also in 16-ounce cans. Primordial, an amalgam of flavorful and amar- uh, aromatic hops, paying homage to citrus and resin-laden versions. So again, this is uh, clearly a, a straight-on uh, West Coast IPA, uh, IPA. It is out on draft and in 16 ounce four pack cans uh, already. So if you uh, if you have the opportunity, you can check out uh, some stuff from Mother Earth. Mother Earth is in New Jersey. They're also in New York as well. These guys make some good beer uh, out of Vista, California. They really do a, a nice job uh, making IPAs. I like a, a bunch of their uh, their stuff. Here's something cool, something that North Carolina has done and that New Jersey sort of needs to do uh, ASAP. North Carolina Governor Ray Cooper signed Senate Bill 290 into law last week. That allows pets inside breweries that do not prepare or serve food starting on September 1st. The state previously banned pets from all food establishments, including breweries. However, it did not distinguish between breweries with restaurants and tap rooms that do not serve food. According to Port City Daily, under the new law, a brewery is defined as being not engaged in the preparation of food on the premises. I'm looking at you, New Jersey. I'm looking at you. Stop making laws or rules that don't benefit certain people. Having a dog in a brewery is not a big deal. They're not preparing food, especially if the bright tanks and everything else that they have is behind another door that's separated from the from the pets people and everything else it's ridiculous this is a very easy fix all you have to do is pass the ruling and move on it is ridiculous that people can't bring their pets to a brewery even if they have outdoor space etc etc i'm done with this i'm done with the way new jersey does business sometimes in this state we're having this great uh, expansion breweries are opening you know seemingly every week and a lot of them are making great beer, and you're hindering the progress of small business in New Jersey. Governor Murphy and the legislature, get your act together and pass something here to, to, help, to help the beer industry, the craft beer industry, thrive and prosper. When we come back after a short break, more news from around the beer world, including lots of different changes that are happening with hard seltzer. That's right. Hard seltzer, seltzer, whatever you want to call it, uh, it's a wave is it a wave that's going to continue? We'll talk about that next. This is the Alga Tulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. 
Larry Elder explains why Joe Biden will not get the nomination. Joe Biden is saying things like President Trump is encouraging white supremacists. Here's the problem. Joe, of course, doesn't mean any of this. And that's one of the reasons he's not going to get the nomination. Joe is not genuinely angry. He is a nice guy. The Democrats want angry. They want fire. They want some smoke coming out of the nose because they believe that Trump is a Nazi. The Larry Elder Show. Weeknights at 7, right before Joe Walsh at 9 on AM 970. The Answer. Your life is an important one. Here at AM 970 The Answer, we want to hear how this station is making a direct and positive impact on your life. Each day, our programs and hosts enter your busy world of responsibilities and challenges, and every day it's our wish that what you hear on this station positively affects you and your family. We may be your main source of much-needed information, or we may provide you with a perspective about the world that is truthful and timely. Maybe it's giving you unique insights at just the right time. These interactions happen regularly, and we'd love for you to tell us about it. Here's what we want you to do. Visit am970theanswer.com and type in the keyword story for all the details. Then record a video message on a camera or a mobile device and share your story with us. Here's the best part. For sharing your impact story with us, you'll automatically be eligible to win a grand prize of a $1,000 gift card. So share your story today. Visit am970theanswer.com and use the keyword story for all the details, contest rules, and to submit your video. That's am970theanswer.com, keyword story. Have you been curious about trading stock but don't know how to get started? With Tradeway, you can learn how for just $99.95. Come by the Marriott Marquis in Times Square on September 27th and 28th and find out where to begin. There's a full money-back guarantee. Call Tradeway at 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-TRADE or go to Tradeway.com to sign up. That's 877-907-TRADE or go to Tradeway.com. If you have an unpaid tax debt to the IRS that you can't pay, please hear this special notice. Specially approved IRS relief programs designed to aid delinquent taxpayers are now in effect that can significantly improve your financial situation. Depending on your circumstances, you may qualify to have your tax problem resolved in your favor and may even have your back taxes reduced by thousands or eliminated entirely. A relief hotline has been established by Community Tax for you to call and see if you qualify at 800-555-88. If you owe the IRS back taxes that you can't afford to pay, don't let the IRS trick you into thinking you have no way out. Our highly accredited tax professionals will let you know what you qualify for and how much you can save. We may be able to stop all liens, garnishments, levies, and save you thousands. Call and see if you qualify for this taxpayer relief at 800 That's 800 Community Tax. Who's your tax guy? Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website, am970theanswer.com. That's what I'm talking about. Little Stevie Ray Vaughan, Texas Flood, title track from Stevie's first album way back in, uh, what was that, 1983, I think it was. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Follow me very easily on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast, email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com iTunes and Google Play. We're also on the Hopped Up Network as well. Listen to listen to this man. Uh, 
This guy died way too soon. Just listen to these opening vocals. That's what I'm talking about. That is pure blues. I love Stevie Ray Vaughan. And the reason why I played that, not only because uh, the anniversary of his uh, death is coming up, uh, when he died in that helicopter crash back in, uh, oh my God, was it 1990 already? Is it re- has it really been that long? Wow. It's amazing. But not only that, there is a new book coming out. Or is actually out now. It's called Texas Floods, the inside story of Stevie Ray Vaughan, uh, done with permission by the family. Uh, it's written by Alan Paul, uh, Alan Paul and Andy Eldort. It's the first definitive biography of Stevie Ray Vaughan. Both of these guys are local to the area, I believe. it. Alan lives in New Jersey. Andy lives on Long Island. I cannot wait to read this book uh, about the inside story of Stevie Ray Vaughan. Got a chance to see him a number of times before he passed. Best tour I've ever been on. I've mentioned it before on the program. Uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan and Jeff Beck, the Fire and the Fury Tour, Madison Square Garden, 1989. I think it was October or November of 1989. Uh, November, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Phenomenal show. 13th row on the floor. Both bands were great. Stevie blew me away. But uh, I digress there. I I will talk more about this book in the coming weeks. Might even try to get the authors on. I know it's a little different change of pace um, with the beer cast, but... uh, Stevie has been my one of my all-time favorite, favorite musicians, and that is something that I would love uh, to dive into. Now, coming up in, uh, ju- in just about a little less than 10 minutes from now, uh, the founder of Switchback Ales, Bill Cherry, is going to join me, along with the events manager, Amy Lieblin. Uh, the second annual Flint on Fire Festival is taking place next month in Vermont. We'll have details on that and so much more, and that's coming up just about uh, nine, eight or nine minutes from now. We've got lots of beer news to get to. Most of this is going to revolve around spiked seltzer. But first, Guns N' Roses has settled a lawsuit over a beer called Guns N' Rosé. We talked about this a couple of months ago. The band accused Colorado brewer uh, Oscar Blues of trademark infringement for the beer without permission. Court document filed uh, last Monday says both sides agreed to settle on July 31st. They're working on a written settlement that would dismiss the lawsuit. The brewer has been selling Guns N' Rosé since 2018. says it combines sticky prickly pear, and floral hibiscus with a subtle hop profile. So, settled the lawsuit. I'm sure money has exchanged hands to the band, uh, and uh, Oscar Blues is going to continue to call it Guns and Rosé. But now, lots of different hard seltzers have been released this week or ad campaigns, so let's get into it. Anheuser-Busch going heavier into the hard seltzer arena with something light, the world's biggest brewer, coming out with a new line of spiked seltzer under its Natural Light brand, uh, AB bills its Natty Light Seltzer as an affordable product aimed at college-age drinkers. It'll be priced about 20% below the leaning hard seltzer brands. It comes in two flavors, mango peach, black cherry lime. AB says it will be widely available in the U.S. in a few weeks. Interesting. Priced about 20% below. So truly, White Claw, those guys, maybe they're going to have to drop their price point in order to compete with AB. And that's where you get into the whole big brewer, small brewer kind of thing. We're going to see what happens there. Now, not to be outdone, uh, after a successful national debut of Arnold Palmer's spiked half and half in 2018, the team at Miller Coors fueling the momentum launching the additions of Arnie's Spiked Iced Tea and Arnie's Spiked Lemonade in conjunction with partner Arizona Beverages, which is the official beverage licensee of Arnold Palmer Enterprises. Uh, this is going to be a 5% ABV 
uh, made with real juice and the lemonade and natural tea in the iced tea option. They will be uh, uh, 24-ounce cans right now in the following markets, Columbus, Ohio, Las Vegas, Nevada, Pittsburgh, PA, and Albany, New York. And I'm sure if there is success there, they will uh, branch them out uh, to even more uh, cities as well. Truly this week, the hard seltzer that everybody seems to enjoy has tapped actor Keegan-Michael Key for a new advertising campaign to promote the Truly product. I know that the Truly product is very good because I've had them, but my wife and a friend of mine, Kim, they both enjoy the Truly spiked seltzers. All different flavors. There are five 15-second spots that are going to be inserted all over TV and on YouTube and stuff. Uh, in the past two years, the hard seltzer category, listen to this, they've, it's grown more than 830% and more than 220% this year alone. Hard seltzer sales have now surpassed all IPA sales, which is one of craft beer's more, most popular styles, this from the press release from Truly, demonstrating the shift in drinker preference while the category has experienced unprecedented growth there is still room to expand, and why? Because the, the chief marketing officer of Boston Beer Company, uh, Lisey Lasai, says that um, truly is bigger than major beer brands like Stella Artois and Blue Moon, yet 4% of households have purchased hard seltzer. So obviously this is a market that they have yet to truly tap into, pardon the pun, and so they, uh, the Boston Beer Company has come out with these ads from actor Keegan-Michael Key talking about uh, why uh, Keegan likes uh, hard seltzer and why he likes Truly uh, in particular. There's a couple of different links. The uh, the the thirst one and the barbecue one I've actually watched. They're very funny. And again, quick, 15-second spots. So why is it that hard seltzer? Oh, and then finally, uh, Pabst, actually two more here. Pabst, uh, Pabst Blue Ribbon has launched a stronger seltzer in four states. Apparently this stronger seltzer is a higher, uh, it's at 8% ABV. Uh, lower-calorie stevia-sweetened alternative to the other sugary hard beverages. Uh, And again, it's at an 8% ABV. That's pretty strong for seltzer. So it's out right now in Arizona, California, Montana, and Texas. And then I guess it'll eventually be out there uh, fairly soon in in the rest of their markets. This follows the recent release of Pabst Blue Ribbon Extra and non-alcoholic beers, as well as uh, the Pabst Blue Ribbon Hard Coffee and the forthcoming Pabst Blue Ribbon Whiskey. And, of course, not to be outdone, who else comes out with another hard seltzer? But for Loco, a spiked seltzer with a 14% ABV that apparently has a hint of blue raspberry. Okay, here's where it has gotten out of control. Um, the, the reason why a lot of these hard seltzers were coming out is because people wanted an alternative to drinking craft beer because of the calories. So these hard seltzers are lower in calories, they're lower in carbs, uh, you can drink a few of them, get that alcoholic buzz on, and then move on, right? But now, Pabst has come out with one that's 8%. Oh, we don't like 8%? Fine. Four Loco says, we're going to come out with something that's 14%. This is where, to me, it's getting out of control. Now, is hard seltzer a fad? That's the question that a lot of people are asking. I don't think it is a fad. I don't think this is going to fade out like... Um, uh, not your dad's uh, root beer, not your dad's ginger ale, not your dad's, you know, whatever, blah, 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 right? When those brands came out, they hit the market quick. Um, Coney Island Brewery came out with a hard root beer. There were a couple of others that tried to do it. They've slowly kind of died away. I think part of that reason is because they were overly sweet. They were a little too sweet for people. Like, the not your dad's root beer, honestly, was great in a root beer float. 
You want to make an adult root beer float? Get a couple gla- uh, get a couple scoops of vanilla ice cream in a cup. Pour that hard root beer over that. Have that as like a dessert or something. You know, as a kind of novelty. That was fun. And then you see people doing randles of beer at different places or whatever, running them through whatever whatever they want to run them through. That's kind of a twist on that. I don't think the seltzer, the hard seltzer, is going to be a fad. I think the hard seltzer products are going to be more of the mainstream. If you notice, a lot of breweries, um, Dogfish Head and others, have shifted to making lower-calorie IPAs to compete with the market to get people, hey, you don't have to drink a hard seltzer. You can drink this low-calorie beer. Now, I think I've had a taste of the the the, um, the Dogfish Head one. It's good. Um, I haven't had enough of it. I got to try a full pint and see if I really can embrace it um, as a you know as an alternative to drinking IPAs. But I drink a lot of different things. The key is moderation. I'm exercising a lot more now, and that's the key. And and the the other key of it again, as I said, is moderation. You don't have to go out and drink eight or ten of these beers. You can drink a few and save the rest for another time. I know they tell you to drink IPAs fresh, et cetera, et cetera. I get it, but you don't have to overdo it in order to sample. Uh, or enjoy what you want. But the hard seltzers, I think, are here to stay. I think they're here to stay because they're a good alternative for people who want to watch their calories. They're a good they're a good alternative for women who don't or men who don't like beer. And the hard seltzer really doesn't taste much more than uh, than seltzer. I mean, there's flavor to it, but it's not you know overly sweet or or things like that. I think hard seltzer is here to stay. I think you're going to start seeing a lot of breweries. Look, we've seen it in New Jersey. Forgotten Boardwalk made their own hard seltzer. We're seeing other breweries do this as well. I think this is going to become an alternative. Ciders sometimes are overly sweet and a lot of calories. This is an alternative that people can embrace from both sides, men and women. And I think it's here to stay. And I think we're going to see an uptick again. I think this is going to continue to increase. And I think begrudgingly some breweries are going to decide, hey, you know what, maybe we need to make a hard seltzer and see if we can uh, you know, get this in the mix uh, of what we're making. Agree? Disagree with me? Let me know on social media. We'd love to hear your reaction. Now, when we come back after a short break, Bill Cherry, the founder and brewmaster of Switchback Brewing, and Amy Lieblin, the events manager, will join me on the program. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. It's there in 73 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. President Trump is warning Chinese leaders not to use violence against protesters in Hong Kong. I think it would be very hard to deal if they do violence. I mean, if it's another Tiananmen Square, it's, I think it's a very hard thing to do. If there's violence. Speaking to reporters, Trump said that he suspects that China would have already taken action against the protesters if it weren't for the trade talks with the U.S., Trump also said that he thinks China's President Xi Jinping would work something out with protesters if he simply sat down and talked to them. A rally held in Rockland County over the weekend in response to mass shootings in Ohio and Texas. Volunteers with the group Students Demand Action joined other organizations in Nyack on Sunday to honor the victims and demand common sense gun reform. Participants say they're demanding action from their senators to pass a strong federal red flag bill and legislation to require background checks on all gun sales. They say they aren't calling a ban for guns, but they do believe in reforms to address how easily guns may be purchased. In sports, Yankees fell to the Indians this afternoon, 8-4. Kansas City Royals fell to the Mets, 11-5. And in 
New Jersey's own Elmora Youth League. Uh, they were trailing Hawaii six zip this afternoon, but the game was suspended due to weather conditions. It will resume tomorrow afternoon at 1 p.m. Traffic delays inbound GWB. Looks like it's 30 minutes upstairs, 30 downstairs over the Lincoln Tunnel, 5 to 10 minutes inbound, but up and it's quiet in the Holland. That's a good ride. City bound for the Turnpike. No delays, one and nine approach, no delays. And outbound Holland also in good shape. Once you get into the city, it's a good ride on the Harlem River Drive. Weather for tonight, partly cloudy with a low around 74 degrees. Slight chance of showers and thunderstorms tomorrow, otherwise mostly sunny. High near 87. Tuesday, we'll see a 40% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Otherwise, it'll be partly sunny with a high near 87. Now you know when not to go. I'm Amy Salerno and AIM 970, The Answer. Maybe you'd like to know what exactly Relief Factor is. It was created by doctors. It's a 100% drug-free supplement with four key ingredients that simply help your own body deal with the natural inflammatory response that it has. It's easy to swallow, four little capsules in each packet, like the packet that I carry with me at all times. Three packets a day for a week, then two packets a day for two weeks, and I have just described the three-week quick start. And you will know in three weeks. That's the beauty of it. Whether it works, they don't drag you on. That costs just $19.95. There's a very good chance that a very serious percentage of my listeners suffer from some sort of muscular or joint pain. You should try this for $19.95. That's all you can lose. If it works, they will send it to you automatically. If it doesn't work, tell them not to send any shipments. And it's as simple as that. It is all at relieffactor.com. I've been using it for years now. Relieffactor.com. Listen to Joe Piscopo in the morning, weekdays at 6. Mike Gallagher at 10 on AM 970. The Answer. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, follow me very easily on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast, via email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. We're also on the Hopped Up Network. Just go over to the hoppedupnetwork.com. Not only will you find my show, but a bunch of other beer-related podcasts on that platform as well. Now, my next guests, uh, one is the founder and brewmaster of Switchback Brewing, the home of Switchback Ale, Vermont's number one selling draft beer. For the last 13 years, I've had it. It's clean, simple, it's delicious. They've got an event taking place next month, though, Switchback's second annual Flynn on Fire Festival, and they are saying it's going to take last year's inaugural event to the next level. For more info on the event and to learn more about the beers, just go to switchbackvt.com. There's a link there to buy tickets as well. So joining me on the program, not only, or rejoining me on the program uh, on the Craft Beer Cast, is Bill uh, Bill Cherry, but also Amy Lieblin, the events manager. Bill, good to talk to you again, and Amy, nice to meet you. How are you guys doing today? Excellent. Yeah, fantastic. All right, so Amy, I'm going to start with you. Uh, What is different about this year's festival than last year's festival? Definitely. So we've kind of ramped things up a bit, take it to the next level. Basically, everything that we did last year, we're doing more this year. So we got three different bands. We got a ton of local artists and vendors. Um, We're going to be doing a bunch of live art demos, which is really cool and kind of something that's new this year. 
we've got glass blowing, pottery, we'll have some metal smithing, that, that sort of thing. Um, and then the evening, we'll finish off with a live fire performance from Cirque de Fuego, which is a local um, fire spinning troupe here. That, now, that's very And all of this is included in the ticket price, is that correct? Yep, absolutely. Yep. So tickets are 10 bucks. Um, gets you all the entertainment, full day of music, art, and, of course, lots of beer um, to be got. Now, now, the $10 does include the beer as well? The beer has to be purchased separately? Exactly, yes. Oh, okay. So the beer is purchased separately. It's 10 bucks to get in. And there's also stuff uh, to, to do for the kids as well, right? Yep. Um, this year we're setting up a little kid zone, um, so it's just a little section for families to hang out. Um, we'll have some. We'll have a henna artist there and some uh, bubble machines for fun, um, and then also we'll have an area for families to hang out near the music so they can enjoy that as well. That's uh, that sounds like a cool t- uh, cool time. So it's uh, Saturday, September twenty eighth, from three to eight p.m. We're talking with Bill Cherry, the founder and brewmaster of Switchback Brewing, and Amy Lieblin, uh, the events manager there. Now, again, as I said, second annual Flynn. On Fire Festival that takes place Saturday, September twenty eighth, from three to eight p.m. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer, and of course, just go to switchbackvt.com. You'll get all the information there. There's also a link uh, to buy tickets as well. Bill, I got to ask you, what is it about smoked beers that, for some reason, to me, uh, I, I you know, and I hate to say this as a as a beer lover, but they kind of turn me off sometimes. I, I love barbecue. I love to smoke meat, but for some reason. I have a hard time with smoked beers. Is it the is it the flavor? Is it uh, you know? Is it just it, it it it's just odd on the senses, and so you're not you you're not really used to it. What is it? Yeah, I think I think you're probably running across what we certainly see happen a lot too, which is when someone decides to make a smoked beer, they make a smoked beer, mm-hmm. and and the beer is all an expression of of taste the smoke. And and we we got to thinking about that, and it's all happened. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but I declared a while back that any employee that could put up with me for ten ten years, I would uh, send them to Germany for a, a all expenses paid two week vacation. You did say and, that. <laughs> yeah, and and the one rule was they had to go to you know a, a couple of certain places in Germany, mm. and. Um, one of the spots we go to is Bomberg, you know, the home of smoked beer, and discover kind of the variety of, of, of smokiness that you can have and develop a little bit of a passion for that. And, and to your point, I think what, what we really picked up on is, is using it judiciously. You know, and I, I, I spoke with a German brewmaster, and I said, you know, our, our light, we call it the Gates of Hellas, and it's a light Hellas, and so it has a light smoke touch. And I said, you know, it's a pretty light touch. And he said, oh, you don't even need to smell the smoke. It's in there making the beer more complex with little flavors of vanilla and stuff like that in there in the background. And, and that's what we're pursuing is, is, is really being judicious with it so it becomes a flavor component that makes it for a richer experience. Okay. And... And I guess the biggest thing that you see at the Flint on Fire Festival is we are brewing up. There's, there's virtually no other brewery in the world that makes as many smoked beers as we do at this point. And what we've done is said, said we don't have to just do traditional beers with smoking, and we're going out there and we're going to do kind of the American craft brewer thing, which is the world's, you know, our oyster, and we're just going to do it. So, 
you know, French saisons with some smoke in them that, that just take you to the French countryside and uh, smoked oyster stouts with fresh oysters right out of the bay in Massachusetts, things like that. Wow, that sounds great. Now, but what what is the process, though, for those who are not aware, uh, Bill, what is the process that goes into making a smoked beer? So really it's easy on our end because it's the malt comes in smoked. And the fun story here is that is that back in the day, all the way up until 1840, all beer tasted smoked because to dry the grain, they just had to burn a fire underneath to, to get hot air to travel up through the grain. And it wasn't until 1840 that a, somebody figured out how to heat air and just pass clean air through there. And everybody liked, liked that cleaner flavor and went that way. But like I said, we kind of feel like there's a, there's a place for it where, just like you said, smoked meats, Mm. are fun. Smoked beers can be fun, too. See, that's interesting, because you see, and I, I, I hate to use the reference, like when, you, when you're on, uh, uh, like the Food Network with Chopped, you know, and you see some of these guys, uh, you know, in the kitchen, and they have that 30 minutes, and they're running around, and sometimes they'll smoke, uh, you know, a product or something to kind of get that smoke flavor. So it's not like that. It's actually in the ingredients that you're putting in already. There's nothing that you're adding later on in the process uh, to create that smoked flavor. Correct, correct. And so we're able to balance that in. And so, for instance, we, I invented the term smokeometer. And, and, and when you buy, a, buy one of our Flint on Fire beers, there'll be a smokeometer rating, and that gives you an idea of how smoky it's going to be. And as the brewmaster, what you're working on is saying, okay, I think, you know, I think that this particular beer, this Meriton, needs a lot of smoke because it's it's a headier beer and it's mm. going to hold up more. Or a, or a, like I said, a, the smoked oyster stout is going to get a lot of smoke. But then when you do a French saison, you back off a bit. And just like all great beer, it's all about the balance and bringing it in there so that so that we love the reaction we get from folks. They look at us suspiciously mm-hmm. and they tip. They tip that glass, whether it's at a brew fest or here at the tap room, and they tip that glass and they look at it in their eyes. It's just fun to watch their eyes get bigger and go, well, this is good. <laughs> See, well, and that's, and that's exactly what you want because you want them to go back for another pour, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably one of the biggest things that when we sell the beer at the tap room is that it's people taking uh, a bottle of beer that they've just discovered, and it's not actually so much for them as they want to bring it to a friend. Right, to share it and, and, and enjoy the story of talking about how they got into this particular beer, and they want them to sample it as well. We're talking with Bill Cherry, the founder and brewmaster of Switchback Brewing, and Amy Lieblin, the events manager over at Switchback. Switchback's second annual Flynn on Fire Festival. It takes place Saturday, September 28th from 3 to 8 p.m. We're here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, and for more information about the the event and of course to learn about the uh, the beers just go to switchbackvt.com uh amy uh back to you for a second what's the one thing that you're looking forward to the most uh at this year's festival as opposed to last year's definitely um we're gonna have a pop-up barrel room and kind of like an educational area um okay. which will be really cool um last year i believe we only had one barrel aged beer and this year we're gonna have three so it'll be really exciting to show everyone what's new oh that's very cool and bill la- last question for me um, do you guys have any other beers that are going to be coming out before the end of the year that you'd like to share with the audience? Oh, well, probably go back to our barrel aging thing. We've, we've got a little, starting a small program up, and we've taken our bizou, uh that's the smoked 
French uh, saison mm-hmm. and put it in Chardonnay barrels. Oh. And uh, now, now get ready here because mm-hmm. we've named it Bisounet. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. And and Bill, are uh, when people are attending this event, will they be able to p- uh, purchase some of the smoked beers uh, in, in a growler, let's say, to take home? It'll all be uh, uh, set up in, in in cans and bottles for oh. for for easy transport. Excellent. That sounds great. My guests have been Bill Cherry, the founder and brewmaster of Switchback Brewing, and Amy Lieblin, the events manager. Switchback's second annual Flynn on Fire Festival takes place next month. It's Saturday, September 28th from 3 to 8 p.m. Listen, if you're up in the Vermont area, you got to check it out. It sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. For more information about the event and to learn more about the beers, uh, just go to switchbackvt.com. Bill, Amy, thanks so much for joining me on the program tonight. Very much appreciated, and good luck with the festival next month. Thank you. Thank you. You got it. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. We love it, too, when she finds us. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the Answer New York skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the Answer New York. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what is your favorite radio station? That's easy. AM 970, the Answer. The New Jersey Business Action Center would like to remind all New Jersey businesses that hurricane season is now upon us. Is your business prepared? The Business Action Center has the following recommendations to help your business ride out the storm. House documents on the cloud. And raise computers above the flood level. Make sure your insurance policies are current. Install an emergency generator and identify a backup location. Keep a disaster supply kit in hand that includes water, flashlights, emergency batteries and charges for your devices, a first aid kit and fire extinguisher, as well as waterproof bags for important items. And of course, a battery-operated radio. We cannot prevent man-made and natural disasters, but we can take proactive measures to minimize disruption. Business questions? NJ Back has answers. Call our business helpline at 1-800-JERSEY-7. 1-800-JERSEY-7. Remember, your most valuable assets are your employees. Keep them safe. Sponsored by the New Jersey Business Action Center, New Jersey's business-first resource, helping companies to stay and grow in the Garden State, the New Jersey Broadcasters Association, and this station. The Supreme Court confirmation process has been on the point of breakdown for 30 years, and it finally collapsed with the nomination of Brett Kavanaugh. I'm Molly Hemingway. And I'm Terry Severino. Our new book, Justice on Trial, The Kavanaugh Confirmation and the Future of the Supreme Court, reveals the inside story of these bitterly divisive hearings and what they mean for the court and the country. Justice on Trial is the explosive new bestseller on the Kavanaugh Confirmation. Get your copy today from Amazon or wherever books are sold. Listen to us anywhere. TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio.com. Get the app at am97theanswer.com. Final segment of the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. You can follow me very easily on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. 
Facebook.com slash AGCraftBeerCast via email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. We are Alexa-ready as well. And we are also on the Hopped Up Network. Just go over to the hoppedupnetwork.com and you will get a plethora of different uh, beer casts and uh, stuff related to beer like uh, What the Hops, um, I Love Beer, Cheers Charlotte Radio, The Drunk Guys Book Club, uh, The Brew Happy Show, uh, The Work with Mike and Pete. Of course, my show is on there as well. Uh, The Drink and Geek Out. Uh, the podcast, Selling Craft Beer. There's so many different ones on here, and it's all in a list. If you go right on the homepage, boom, you click on uh, whichever one you want to listen to, and it will take you right there, and you can listen to uh, whatever podcast that you want at your leisure. A little um, live throwing copper. Uh, the track is called Top, and the reason why I played that, not only is it the 25th anniversary of Live's Throwing Copper album, but um, as we reported a couple of weeks ago, which is really cool. Uh, Live has a collaboration beer coming out uh, with the good folks from Alosta Brewing Company. Uh, and that's going to be out, I think it's shipping October or November, if I'm not mistaken. And the folks from Alosta reached out to me uh, a couple of days ago. They're going to send me a sample to try, which I'm uh, really excited about. It's a copper ale, uh, throwing copper, copper ale. Uh, so I'm interested in trying it. It'll be, uh, it'll be really cool. And I'm kind of glad they went that way. Um, and not did something that the, the the masses want, a hazy, juicy IPA or, uh, you know, a, a seltzer or whatever. I, I don't know. The, the whole thing with spiked seltzers, I get it. Um, it's uh, like I said in uh, like I said a few uh, a few segments ago. It's uh, it's an interesting phenomenon, but I don't think it's just a phenomenon. I think it's here to stay. I think the low carb, low calorie, low sugar alternative is what people are looking for, and I think now brewers are going to be tasked with either making a seltzer or making a beer that appeals to that category. Um, but again, in my view, moderation. You know, drink a, you drink a little less, you'll be in better shape. You know, a little exercise wouldn't hurt anybody. And believe me, a couple of years ago, I would have said you're out of your mind with exercise. But uh, since I've been going to the gym uh, since March, I feel a lot better. And I feel I don't feel as guilty drinking uh, a couple of, you know, four or five beers if I decide to have four or five beers over the weekend. Either I hit the gym the next day a little bit harder or I get back in the saddle and, you know, do, you know, three, four days in a row. Uh, to kind of balance it out. So there you go. Uh, so let's get into Suds and Duds here, our final segment of the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM970, The Answer. Uh, tailgated at the Jimmy Buffett Show uh, about a week or so ago. Uh, at, what, what ended up happening was my one friend is not a big craft beer drinker. I shouldn't say that. He doesn't really like IPAs. So I had to bring a beer that would suit him and me as well. So I picked up a 15-pack of Founders Pilsner, uh, which is fantastic, by the way. And uh, we had those in the parking lot. But I also brought a couple for myself to drink. One of them happened to be My, My, My Key Lime Pie by Duclaw, which we had sampled a couple of weeks ago when Steve McCann was in studio. Uh, Really nice sour, uh, some bite to this. Uh, Just really enjoyed it. The key lime flavor shined throughout and uh, loved it uh, so much. I would, without a doubt, if I saw that in the store and it's a warm day and I wanted to pick up something to drink that was easy drinking, uh, that is definitely something uh, that I would pick up the My, My, My Key Lime Pie from Duclaw. The folks from Breakside out in Oregon 
uh, just sent me uh, a bunch of beers. They're actually, they have this like old school camper they're going around Oregon with and stopping at different breweries and things of that nature. So if you see it, if you're in the, if you're in the Oregon area, Portland, et cetera, uh, check that out. It's pretty cool. Uh, they sent me a Sun Ripen, uh, which this was interesting. It tasted more like a Chardonnay than a beer. Uh, the nectarines really shine throughout. This was wonderfully done. Uh, in fact, I poured it in a wine snifter instead of a regular beer glass, um, and it was aged. The, the, it's a golden ale that was a, that was uh, put in Chardonnay barrels. This is delicious. I mean, if you're looking for some, if let's put it this way, and you can get Breakside in New York. I'm not. I don't think you can get Breakside in New Jersey. I'm pretty sure they're not in New Jersey, but I know Breakside is in New York. And um, what was interesting about it was that if you have a friend who's a wine drinker and they really, really enjoy wine, this is a white wine, Chardonnays, this is something they're going to enjoy a lot, especially with that nectarine flavor. It was fantastic. Uh, had a boat beer at, uh, by Carton over at uh, PNC when I was there, when I was in the VIP section. Uh, boat from Carton is just a great beer. It's a great session ale, very low on the alcohol. It's 4, 4.2%. Um, you know, it's, it's got a low, uh, uh, bitterness. It's just, it's perfect. It's a perfect starter. It's a perfect entryway. If you want to get somebody into uh, bitter hoppy beers and you want them to try something, it's just, like I said, it's just a perfect beer. As we continue on here on our suds and duds segment on the Alcatulo craft beer cast on AM 970, the answer, uh, my uh, neighbor, uh, Greg, was upstate uh, where he has a house in uh, upstate New York, brought home a couple of different things for me. One of them that I happen to have uh, to try out was uh, some stuff from Roscoe Beer, which I've had before. Roscoe Beer does a great job. Uh, we talked about them. Uh, what a cool little uh, joint this uh, this is uh, in Roscoe, New York. You definitely want to check it out. Had their two-headed stout, smooth, creamy, dark, lots of nice dark chocolate flavor in this. It's not super strong. It is a little heavy. Uh, but it's a delicious, delicious beer if you like stouts. Uh, followed that up with a Brigadero uh, by Springdale Beer, just a well-balanced uh, breakfast stout. Could you drink that in the morning? Sure you can. Um, would I advise it on a work day? No. I'd say a, 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 a for breakfast on a weekend morning. That's probably the way to go. Uh, then uh, from Breakside, um, had the uh, they got the best peaches. This is a sour ale. It's a uh, in a batch of their series of sours. And um, loads of peach flavor in this. Tart, uh, just, a, just a fantastic beer. If you like sours, if you like peaches, this is definitely something that you want to pick up. Uh, I really like how they do this. In fact, this is one of those ones where I drank the whole bottle because it was that good. And listen, let's face it, I was on vacation. I had the time to do it, and why not? Uh, my good folks at Paragon Tap and Table had a uh, tap takeover with uh, Oscar Blues and Cigar City because they're jointly uh, owned. Uh, and uh, there wasn't a lot on the list that I really wanted to try. However, the Margarita Goza by Cigar City, this was really good. Nice sour bite. You got a little bit of lime, a little bit of orange that came through. That was different. I don't expect oranges and margaritas, uh, but that lime with the orange mix, that citrus mix, really balanced this beer out, and it gave it that nice... Um, sour bite that you want without being too sour. Like I, I, as I've said before, I'm digging sours a lot more. I like gozes because they're a little bit lighter and, and more refreshing. But when you have that, like mm, that little puckery, you know, on that first sip, 
That's the best part about it. I got that with the Breakside beer with the peaches. That was really good with that that sour bite. But that's meant to be a sour. This one is supposed to have that lightness of that sour, and that really uh, knocked me out. That was really good from Cigar City. Uh, then had a uh, another bottle from uh, from Breakside that I, I wanted to get my way through. The Passion Fruit Sour Ale. This is a wonderful tart sour. As soon as I sipped this one, as I just explained with the with the Cigar City one, my lips were puckering up from the first sip of this passion fruit sour ale. This is one that if I find it in the stores, I'm definitely picking it up and putting it in the fridge because it's a nice low ABV. It's a perfect summer sipper uh, on a nice summer evening if you're hanging out with friends and you want to have something that is not too heavy that's not going to that's not going to knock you out of the park. That you can enjoy the bomber bottle and not have to worry um, you know, if you if you're having it over an hour, an hour and a half, it's it's going to hold up. It's a great beer, the Passion Fruit Sour Ale by Breakside Brewing, and then uh, the good folks from Bolero Snort, uh, they got a new one out. Seems like they're cranking one out every week, which is great. And uh, you know, truth be told, uh, hoping that the brewery opens by the end of the year. They're building in Karlstadt right now, and uh, I know they're getting equipment in. The floors are going down, so they're getting there. They're not there yet. Um, but they are—they uh, are—they're they're pretty close. Let's put it that way. Uh, another another day in paradise. Uh, a play on the uh, the Phil Collins song. I'm guessing uh, this was a great tailgate beer. I had this at the uh, Brian Adams and Billy Idol show. Not too strong. Nice flavor. Really nice bite. Um, just a, just a, a well. Just a, again, I don't know. Most of the beers that I've had over the last week have been very well balanced, which I like that. This was great. Could definitely drink another can or two. Uh, and we had such a great time at uh, Brian Adams and Billy Idol. What a fun show. Uh, as I mentioned early in the show, I was very impressed uh, at both artists and how good they were. I wish Billy had played some older stuff, but to be honest with you, uh, he was great. Uh, Steve Stevens is just fantastic. Uh, saw Steve Stevens uh, with Vince Neil years ago. They were opening for Van Halen. And uh, Steve Stevens is a heck of a guitarist. Very, very underrated uh, guitarist. He is fantastic. I so enjoyed his uh, his play at the Billy Idol uh, Brian Adams show. But Brian Adams, boy, that cat, man, he can play. I would go see him again in a heartbeat. He was fantastic. But folks, we are out of time. My thanks to everyone, including my guest Bill Cherry, the founder and brewmaster of Switchback Brewing, and Amy Lieblin, the events manager uh, over at Switchback. And of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This has been the Alga Tulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. Cheers, everybody. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.